Welcome to the St. Leonard's Spotlight Podcast. Our goal is to share information with parents at home and abroad, which you can listen to whenever and wherever. Please do subscribe and follow to receive alerts of new episodes. Welcome everybody to the St. Leonard's Spotlight Podcast. It's Andy Dowert here and I'm joined today by Don Pemberton-Hislop. Hi, hi Andy, thank you. Um, we are going to do another series looking at our choices, this time looking specifically at our GCSE choices for our year nines moving into year 10 and I suppose covering a lot of the key points that we raised at our GCSE information evening earlier this term. Yeah. Dawn, do you want to start us off? Yeah, I think we'll start off with um, looking at the difference between IGCSE and GCSE. So it's always a question um, at any events we run um, and, and parents and pupils will often ask, we offer a range of uh, GCSE subjects and IGCSE subjects and what's the difference um, and the basic answer is there really isn't any difference. Yes, language these days folks, it yeah. doesn't actually count for anything at all. Yeah. I, I stands for international um, and, and a big difference used to be that the uh, IGCSEs didn't have any coursework but now the GCSEs generally don't have any coursework either. The difference between them is minimal and we are lucky at St. Leonard's because we can choose which um, we think are the best GCSEs or IGCSEs to do and which lead on well to the IB diploma subjects. Definitely. And one of the questions we often get asked is, will this be viewed differently by universities? And the answer is no, they are all viewed the same these days. Yeah, absolutely. All the same. Fantastic. Well, shall we look at some subjects in particular? Yes. Shall we move on to look at the um, the compulsory subjects? Yes. So all students um, must do um, English, um, maths and science. Now, in English, um, we, uh, we, ha- we have two different uh, IGCSEs and they are English language and English literature. And by far the majority all do uh, the two GCSEs, they end up with a GCSE in English language and one in English literature. Um, it sets them up very well for university courses, for diploma, um, etc. Having that mix is also good because it gives them the skills with the literature and it gives them the skills with language, which is things like looking at how we use language in the media. Yeah, everyone starts off looking to do the two GCSEs and it's one where I suppose with consultation, with the teachers, we make a decision as the course goes on for those who potentially would be entered for one GCSE rather than both. But that's a decision that we would make in tandem with yourselves as the parents. Yeah, We wouldn't be looking to make that on your behalf. We'd have a bit of a discussion there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I suppose they're moving on to maths. They all do maths. Um, and again, we do um, an IGCSE in maths. Um, they all work towards it. They all uh, come out with, with, with one GCSE as opposed to two that they do in English. Um, I suppose the difference with maths is uh, there's a, a foundation paper and a higher paper. And some students will work on, on the foundation paper, which doesn't enable them access to the top grades, um, but it gives them access to pass. And I'll talk about what a pass means in a minute. Um, so that's the big difference. They have a foundation paper and a higher paper. Yeah, and just to say that I suppose that the, the evidence that we have so far regarding entering pupils for foundation is actually really positive. Yeah, We had some students do, I think, the, the highest possible foundation grades. They achieved them at the end, having actually been a bit of a worry yeah. going into the final exams. I know it gave a lot of them a confidence boost to, to go in th- with a slight sense that this is a bit more achievable. 
something suited to where they believe they were at academically. Yeah. So it is a really positive step. And again, we're we're trying really hard at the pupils to break down this stigma that foundation is a yeah. negative. It's not. It's just about being honest about where someone's at in a subject and making sure they're entered to get the best possible chance of success. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We now have evidence of that, which is which is great. Um, I suppose we should talk a bit about the grades then at this point. So um, the, the GCSEs used to be graded A star to G, A star being the top mark, and that's changed in the past couple of years. And now the grading is um, nine to one and nine being the, the, the top grade. In, in the kind of old, old money or old terminology, a C used to be a pass and that is now a four. So employers and universities would be looking at students having achieved a four at, uh, at maths, GCSE or IGCSE and the same in English. So they're, they're key subjects that students really need to pass, i.e. they really need to get a, a four. If they do the foundation paper, they can access um, a grade five, um, so it can push them up to a, to a five. But from what we've seen so far, they are more likely, or, or the, the students who don't find math so easy, they are more likely to, to achieve a four or a five on the foundation paper than they would be on the higher paper. So it makes sense for them to do the foundation paper. Yes, and again, I suppose one of the questions that comes up is what is different between the foundation and higher paper? Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you want to address that one, Don. Yeah, so so both papers will start off with what are seen are as um, easier questions and they get harder as they go through the paper. So the foundation paper will start off with, with questions that the students feel really comfortable with, they can access, and then as they work towards the end of the paper, the, the questions get a bit harder, but they wouldn't be as hard as the kind of middle type questions on the higher paper so the, the questioning is different to just to help the pupils access the best grades that they can yeah I think feedback from some of the pupils was that they just felt it was a bit more accessible they were able to have a crack at every question there was yeah. none where they just had to say I don't know what I'm doing here yeah I feel completely overwhelmed by that question they were able to give it a really good shot and again that's how they pick up marks especially in maths and science yeah yeah absolutely the, those compulsory subjects they need them we we look at some university courses and they, they need a, a diploma score, but they, they need to have a GCSE. Very often it's a GCSE in maths. Teacher training, for example, today, you need to get the equivalent of a B or a, a six or seven at, at GCSE maths. And we don't want students to, to get to that point in their career where they then have to be looking at, at doing their maths again. So we try to enable them to get the best maths grades that they possibly can. Fantastic. So we move on to sciences? Yes, yeah, definitely. So, so students at St. Leonard's must all um, study science um, and there's two routes for them. So uh, a, a number of students will go down the, the, the science route where they study um, biology, chemistry and physics. Now they do that as a, as a combined program. So they will end up with uh, two GCSEs and the two GCSEs will cover the three sciences. So it's not a case that they do a GCSE in each of the sciences. We, we do that because we find that um, if students have a good grounding in the basics of all three sciences, then they will be more successful later on as they maybe specialise into chemistry, physics or biology. Yeah, this would be our go-to Everybody, I guess if, if you were to come in and ask us, what do we think? This would be our number one option for young people moving forward. It keeps all the doors open and it really gives them a really well-balanced understanding and underpinning of the sciences. Yes. Um, we, yeah. we do have to hold our hands up and say there is a slightly unique scoring system in science and it's called the 17-point scale. Um, 
please don't give it too much thought. It, in simple terms, what it means is that your your son or daughter will receive a grade that is uh, essentially two numbers tied together. So, for example, the very top grade would be a 9-9. Yeah. Now, yep. grades can't be any more than uh, one apart. Yep, that's right. So we they could have a 9-8, mm-hmm. but we couldn't have a 9-7. Yep. And they average that out across the three sciences. So, again, a, a key question for somebody who maybe wants to look at a different route than the, the three-option science would be to ask if they have an incredibly weak science there and we know it's a struggle, there is a, a genuine discussion there about whether or not we want to allow that to pull down the average. Yeah. And yeah. again, if there is somebody out there who who has that concern, Don, we have an option, don't we? Yes, absolutely. So um, the, the majority of students will follow that that three science route, ending up in two GCSEs. But if science is, is not, not their thing um, or they struggle with science, we've opened up a new route um, which is a biology geography route. So all students will do a single GCSE in biology and they will do a single GCSE in geography. And again, that gives them a a well-balanced curriculum. So they're still studying science, but it makes it, again, uh, the, the word we keep using, it makes it more accessible to them. We, we generally find biology is the most accessible science if students struggle with the science. So it means that they're not doing the chemistry or physics. They can focus on their biology and complement it with geography. Yes. Now, if I take biology geography, there's no option to do biology without geography, is there? No, no. It Got has to, to be. Go for it. Yes. And again, it's just to keep a balanced curriculum. Yep. And that also means, and, and Dawn's going to talk about it in a little bit, but the, we have free choices where a lot of our humanities and uh, arts sit within the I suppose our our system but it's not possible to pick geography as a second option in that area so if a student picks the biology geography route that's them geography is now off the table for any of the free choices yeah you you can't do it twice it'd be far too easy to do it twice so yeah we (laughs) we keep it as once if you do have any questions especially about the science grading I know it sounds complicated it really isn't but it's finding that succinct way to explain it to you please do just get in touch with us and we will to I suppose, have a chat in person and maybe answer any questions that you have. Yeah. And and the final thing to mention about science is that uh, they also have the higher tier and the foundation tier exam papers. So again, students can access a four or five um, on uh, the foundation paper, which again is more accessible than trying to get those grades on the higher paper. Yes. And again, one of the questions that often comes up is how do we organize the classes in some of the subjects that we've noted? So maths, science and English to an extent and setting, do we set them? Yes, we do. So we, we set in our um, core subjects. Um, English and maths, um, the, the setting takes place at the beginning of the course, um, although it can alter as we move through the courses. Science, the setting usually takes place a little bit later. So they'll be in uh, general groupings. And then as we move through the course, we will set them. Fantastic. Modern foreign languages? Yes. So we, I suppose we move on then to, to the more kind of optional subjects. Um, we, we want all students to choose a, a modern foreign language, so, so a second language. Now, for some students, that will be English because they'll be studying their own mother tongue as, as their first language. Um, but for the, for the majority of our students, they will choose either French, German or Spanish. Um, it varies from year to year, which which is the most popular, um, and it it just depends on that particular uh, that particular demographic, that particular core group. Um, we really like it because we think in this global society, to to, to be a monolinguist, yeah, it's fine, but to have a skill of being able to to converse in a second language is such a good skill to have. 
Hugely important, hugely important. All of the university and uh, future employer statistics say that yeah. the ability to learn a second language is hugely important and valued out there in the world. Yeah, yeah. And then I suppose we move on to then looking at our other optional subjects. So this is often where students struggle a wee bit, moving on from year nine into year 10, because they often want to do everything. And this is where they really have to think about what what might come next. They are young, they're only 13, 14 years of age when they're making their choices, but they do have to think carefully about, am I going to go down a, a science route, a language route, a humanities route, and, and make their choices based upon upon that. So they can choose three more subjects. They have their compulsory subjects and they have their modern foreign language and they can choose another three. And that three can be from the following list. So we have art and design. We have geography, which we mentioned already, history, Latin, music, performing arts, which is our drama, PE, computer science. And they can, if they want, choose a second modern foreign language. Um, we, we run a number of sessions where students can speak to their teachers about which ones they should be doing. Um, and we run parents evenings where um, parents can speak to teachers about the same, uh, the, the content, how their child is performing, um, just to make sure that the decisions they're making are the, are the correct ones. And again, we try and encourage a really balanced syllabus. Yeah, we do. So, uh, well, 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 being a geographer, I would always want them to do a humanity, but having humanity in, in their, their choices is a really good thing to do. Um, if they're really into their drama and their art, they can, they can choose both of those. So they can put a slight slant onto their options. So it can be more down the art, drama, music route. Um, it can be more down the language route. But we do like to see a variety of different subjects simply because it keeps doors open at a later age. Definitely. Um so obviously at the moment our year nines have gone through the process of making first choices. They're looking at which classes are available and what they'd like yeah. to do. Yeah. As with as with uh, any of the children, please do get in touch with us if you want to discuss the choices for your son or daughter. We will be, I suppose, releasing confirmed subjects in the near future. Yes. So every year we look at what the students would like to do and we try to ensure that they or the majority can 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 do what they want. So for example, if a student chooses PE, Latin and music, is that a possible combination? And we try to ensure it is, but sometimes just due to timetabling time constraints, um, it, it can be hard to fit in. But the majority of students will be able to do the subjects that they choose. Is there opportunity to do any subjects in here that don't actually require you sitting a GCSE as any of your free choices? Yes, Um that there are so with, again at St Leonard's we try to keep doors open um so for example if a student wants to do um wants to go on with French but doesn't want to do the GCSE that that's a route that they can go down if a student wants to do Dutch we can add that in so there's there's so much flexibility um yeah students could look and say oh I'd really like to do this particular subject and if we can offer it we'd look at doing that yeah, now if, if a student was to make all of those choices, they'd come out with nine GCSEs in total. Now for some, potentially that's that's too many GCSEs. Maybe they feel that that's more than they would like to be doing. So we do have the option of supported study. Yes. And it's a, chosen in there. Yeah, that's a really good option. It's not about the quantity of exams you do, it's about the quality. And we say that to students a lot. Don't just choose all these subjects and struggle with all of them. Um, if you dropped one or two, maybe you'd come out with a better set of, of exam grades. And universities don't really mind how many you've got. They're looking at the quality of them. So 
we wouldn't want a student to go below a minimum of six unless there were certain circumstances that explain why that happened. But if, if students have six or more, then that's a good amount of GCSEs um, to have. So if a student chose to do supported study, they'd be in a class with a teacher and be working on other other bits of their GCSE courses. Yeah, it gives them a bit of autonomy, deciding yeah. what they'd like to work on and when, but with the support of a teacher in the room. Yeah, it's It's been something that we've added in the last couple of years. And it, again, it's been hugely successful. I yeah. think, yeah, we, we've moved away from that need to get those nine GCSEs. For us, it is, as Don said, quality over quantity. Yeah. And we also want someone to be able to step away from their GCSEs, not having felt completely worn down by the yeah, process. Absolutely. We do want them to come away having learned the skills of being self-sufficient, learning to learn, but we don't want them to come away thinking this is just impossible and uh, too difficult for them. Yeah, it, it should be a good learning experience for them. So they get the idea of how to sit exams as they move on then to, to, to the IBDP. Um, I suppose I should also mention um, that there are some subjects that they do that they're, they're not examined and we touched upon this earlier. Um, they, they will do um, a, a kind of um, a, a religious studies program, but that also looks at critical uh, thinking skills. Um, and that's in preparation for the theory of knowledge course for the, for the IB diploma. And it just gets them to question knowledge. They, they still look at different religions, different morals, different ethics. And again, it's good for them just to get those questioning skills. Why do we do certain things? Why are certain cultures different, etc. So they'll, they'll follow that. Then, of course, to get the balance right, they will do games and PE, which will be five periods a week. And then, of course, they'll follow the um, Ad Vitam program, which Andy led by yourself. Um, yeah, I mean, again, we cover a huge range of things, you know, from uh, how do they learn to looking at potential career prospects in the future, trying to find that that driving light for them to inspire them to work that bit harder. If they can find their why, yeah, it's a lot easier to sit down and get that work done. Yeah, and, and uh, looking a lot at the health and well-being, emotional wellness. There's, there's a huge range of things. I mean, Advitam for life. So we really are looking at any kind of life skills there to prepare them. Yep, yep. We, we've got loads of information that has, has been sent out and that goes into detail about the different courses. Um, so again, you know, do please get in touch if you'd like to have further information on the different courses that we've mentioned. Yeah, fantastic. Can you think of anything else that you'd like no, to share? No, I think that covers all of um, the moving from nine to ten. There are, there are differences again. Um, so... Currently, the, the year nines generally go to all classes together. And as they move into year 10, then they'll they'll be split up slightly according to which different subjects that they've taken. So that you see some uh, bits of maturity that the students change a bit when they move from year nine into year 10. It's another point of entry for, for St. Leonard. So we, we do see a number of students come in from um, other schools, um, other countries. And again, it, it refreshes them a wee bit. It's a, it's a good point in in their senior school career where, where they move on they show a bit of maturity and it starts to really matter because yeah employers might be looking at their GCSE grades definitely definitely well look thank you very much Don yep, thank you and, and I hope everybody at home finds that helpful and again if you have any questions it's the usual pitch please do get in touch with us a number of us would be happy to chat with you and uh, make sure that we're making the right choices now for the next couple of years great thank you thank you very much Don goodbye <laughs>